What's going on? Broke investor here. My daily commute to work, as always. Why not make a podcast, right? Today's podcast will be back to the focus of dividend stocks. And we'll talk about a few terms and a few dates that are very important. And typically... Um, are always, you know, <clears throat> terms or terms slash ratios and dates that that I look at when analyzing my uh, dividend paying stocks on a monthly or quarterly basis. So let's get to it. Um, so when you hear obviously about a stock and they pay a dividend, what is the first thing people look at or people care about right away? That's dividend yield. So now, dividend yield, this information is typically available on almost every platform or website that has any information on the stock, um, similar to market cap and the price of the stock, it's going to have the dividend yield. So the dividend yield is the total annual payout in dividends for the year, so if they pay $0.25 cents a quarter, um, then obviously it's a dollar take that dollar and divide that by the stock price and that would be basically the current dividend yield <clears throat> so people look at that and they say okay if I buy the stock at this price I'm automatically getting say a 2% to 5% whatever return on my money so the mistake that most investors make starting out is they chase dividend yield so they look at stocks that pay say 20% or more dividend yield not knowing that these companies actually can't really afford it or these companies are paying you from capital so as you're getting sure you're getting this 20% dividend yield but your capital depreciation is also you know losing value so in the end it's almost a wash or you could lose money um, so, so yeah, that's dividend yield. Um, and follow up to that, there's something called yield on cost. And this is very important when you're investing uh, for dividend stocks for the long term. This is something you should definitely care about. Because regardless of the dividend yield, when you first buy the stock, um, you're, again, you're buying the stock at a certain price today. And they're, they're paying a specific dividend today. A lot of the good companies increase this dividend year over year over year. Sometimes multiple times a year. So what happens if you take, say, 10 years later, you know, they've increased their dividend every single year. Take that new dividend amount annually then divide that by the original stock price that you paid and that's your yield on cost so basically your original investment um, you know compared to the current payout of dividends so if you think about it that way you're you know and you're, you're patient and you have the time you can make 10 to 20 percent yield on cost on a safe blue chip dividend stock because the smart companies, I mean, they don't 
I'm not gonna say smart, but in the most cases, it's priced to around you know two to three percent dividend yield at most. Sometimes when they dip, you get lucky, you get like five, six, seven percent. But typically, the blue chip stocks, your starting dividend yield is gonna be weak. But as you hold for the long term, your yield on cost will be, you know, awesome. Like it's insane that what the yield and yield on cost can come to. 10, 20, even 30 years down the road. So that's something you need to consider. Um, you should never focus as much on the dividend yield today with the dividend yield down the road, assuming you're holding these stocks for the long term. That's what you should you know, more so focus on because the company's paying the 20% today could cut their dividend year over year versus the others. And between that, on top of the capital depreciation we spoke about, you could just lose all your money. So, anyway. Term number three we'll talk about is a payout ratio. So, when I first, when someone tells me, oh, what about this stock, what about that stock? One of the things I go right to is uh, the payout ratio. And payout ratio is basically tells you how much of their earnings goes towards the dividend payment. So it basically tells you if the company can afford to pay out the dividend. Meaning, anything over 100%, it means they're, they're borrowing money to pay out the dividends. Anything typically under 70% is, is a good ratio. Anything under 50, 40% is even better. Because all that means is, you know, say they pay out 30%. They have a payout ratio of 30%. They only, you know, of their earnings, whether it be for the quarter or the year, of the, their total earnings, they're only using 30% of that to pay dividends. That means that other 70% can be invested back into the company. You can pay off debt. They could be used to increase the dividend, which is what we all want, but um, it's always a good sign when the company has a low payout ratio, and that's a very, very uh, important uh, term. And last but not least, it's not a term, but it's really just a number of years the company has increased their dividend. This, again, is more important information. Um, when we talk about terms, there's dividend kings, um, dividend aristocrats, etc. There's all these uh, terms that whether the company increases their dividend 25 years, 50 years, etc. Um, they, they go into specific categories, which, you know, is kind of rare. It's be becoming a little crowded, um, but in t as time goes on, people can be eliminated from that, such as, you know, like GEs or whatever, but uh, <clears throat> the dividend, the number of years that a stock has increased their dividend is very important, and the reason I say that is because if you look, say, 20, 30 years, that means they've been through it before, they, they've been through recessions, market crashes, and they've still increased their dividend, so it gives you a little, a better comfort level um, of what to expect in the future. Obviously, we can't predict the future, and we don't know, you know, competition could come. We don't know where that company 
my terms. Now I'd like to get into the uh, dividend dates, the important, uh, the four dividend dates, some more important than others. And we'll start with the declaration date. So the declaration date is the date that a company announces their dividend payment. Some announce one at a time, some announce multiple at a time. Typically the monthly dividend paying stocks, they'll announce multiple, like three months, six months at a time. And the quarterly dividend payers usually announce their dividend payment at the time of earnings or the day before usually, from at least my experience. So they'll declare the dividend amount and pay out an ex-dividend date based on the, that's the declaration date. So that's the first date that happens. The next date that you want, that, the, you know, the most important date I'll say is the ex-dividend date. What this means is it's the date after the day before you have to own the stock to get the dividend. Hence, ex-dividend date. So, if ex-dividend date is the 15th of the month, you need to own that stock on the 14th or any day before that in order to qualify to get that dividend payment. So, yeah, the ex-dividend date, again, is the, you know, the day where you are no longer qualified to, to get the dividend. Any day prior to that, you're good to go. If you sell your stock on the ex-dividend date, you still will get the dividend payment. Keep in mind, that stock does decrease by the amount of the dividend payments. So you really would not get ahead if you if that was your strategy. Typically, the um, dividend swing traders, what they do is, you know, they buy on the dip or, you know, they try to buy before that ex-dividend date and they sell you know, after that date when, you know, they're hoping the stock catches up with itself, turns it around, meaning eventually, you know, between the dividend and the capital, whether it be a slight loss or no loss or even an increase, they'll make money on the dividend and or the capital, you know. Um, I don't do that, but uh, there are people that do that. So that's the ex-dividend date. The next date is the record date record date, um, I guess a little less important date, but I like it. It's important to me because I track my dividends. Uh, the record date is when the company actually records it on the financials. Um, usually this would come, you know, either around payment time or a week or two before. I'm not sure really the time frame or their methodology, company's methodology is behind the record date, but it's the date that you'll see it in the brokerage typically. Um, so when you're, if you're tracking your dividends monthly or quarterly, you're not gonna really see it until they record it. So until it's recorded, it's not really final. So that's the record date. Last but not least, the payment date. Um, some may call this the most important date. Um, it's the one we all care about, obviously. But this is the date that the dividend obviously, hence the name, gets paid. So if you own the stock a day or more prior, you know, prior to the next dividend date, you'll, you'll wait until the payment date and you'll get the dividend. It'll go right into your account or it'll go into the, if you have drip setting on, you will go 
some people 